Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Genius Podcast. Uh, today's topic, I'm covering the rather broad topic, or I'm going to do a summary of uh, mindfulness. Um, it's an interesting topic. It comes up quite a lot um, in my work and also in conversations with those in the Genius community. So I thought I'm going to put a guide together to just pull some of the um, statistics in the background, what it is, um, why we should be more mindful, and also give you some sort of uh, little tips and tools that you can use um, to sort of improve and incorporate a little bit more mindfulness into our days. So, um, so first off, why why should we be more mindful? Um, did quite a little bit of reading and research into this, and it, you know, stress and anxiety. I don't need to tell you is one of the the biggest sort of health issues affecting modern society just now. Um, I was reading some interesting information in a 2018 YouGov study um, where they said that in the past year, 47% of people have felt so stressed they've been overwhelmed or unable to cope. That's 47% of people in a survey. I think it was 4,500 people they surveyed across the UK. Um, so, you know, that's that's pretty incredible, to be honest, um, to the fact that they've been stressed um, to the point where they've been overwhelmed and unable to cope is, is pretty, pretty heavy. And I'm sure with lockdown and coronavirus and everything else that has been going on, I'm sure those statistics are even higher now. Um, a lot of us have gone through an incredibly stressful period and are probably still an incredible stressful time. So my thoughts go out to you guys um, and hopefully some of the, the suggestions in this podcast will help. Um, some of the behavioural effects were that 46% reported that they ate too much or ate unhealthily due to stress um, and 29% reported that they started drinking or increasing their drinking and also 16% reported that they started smoking or increased their smoking as a result of stress and anxiety. So, you know, it's having not just the negative effects of stress and anxiety on our bodies but it's also making us eat unhealthily or eat more. Um, it's also causing us to drink more and it's also causing us to smoke more which is obviously um, sort of second wave of really bad um, side effects from stress um, so again psychological effects are just huge I mean there's 51% of adults who felt stressed reported feeling depressed and 61% um, reported feeling anxious 36% um, of women who felt high levels of stress related to their comfort and their appearance of body image compared to 23% of men um, and younger people have higher stress related to pressure to succeed um, so 60% of 18 to 24 year olds um, cited this um, as their sort of main stressor, this sort of pressure to succeed and achieve and things like that. So it's really interesting to hear sort of what are some of the triggers that are going on as well here. So I'm sure many of you know, you know, the effects of chronic stress are incredible. Um, you know, stress and anxiety is has, causes a huge number of physiological problems, um, sort of poor physical health, including, including sort of cardiovascular and digestive illness, poor sleep, poor relationships, these kind of things, um, and really has its sort of detrimental effects across the board in lots of different ways. Um, so mindfulness is seen to be one of these practices that is actually growing in popularity, um, and it's a practice where you create more awareness around how you're feeling in the moment so you become more aware of your um, thoughts the sensations your environment you um, build uh, uh, an ability to be more present in the moment and sort of feel what's coming up for you feeling as thoughts and sensations and emotions come up and sort of almost observe them and this is sort of this mindfulness that we're, that we're talking about here so um 
many of the benefits that have been attributed to mindfulness um, are sort of lower stress and anxiety. Um, it actually, you know, not only reduces overall stress, but has actually been proven to actually help us deal with daily stresses as well. So we become more resilient. We can actually deal with some of the stresses that come up every day. This is one of the, the benefits that's been cited from mindfulness. Um, better emotional regulation. So through these practices, we're able to identify emotions and thus sort of regulate them a little bit more. And this helps improve our mood. Um, lower heart rate blood pressure again through managing the stress you better able to respond and, and keep um, sort of a calmer demeanor a calmer more relaxed state um, even in the presence of stressful things and you also obviously can help you relax better and rest better so you're getting better quality sleep so that's helping everything because sleep is obviously this super like if it was a drug it'd be a wonder drug so if you can get your stress and anxiety down then you can get that rest and get that sleep and that's having the knock-on effect of a lot of these physiological benefits as well uh, another thing that's been cited um as a benefit of uh, a mindfulness practice is um, better focus and cognitive function. So a combination of better quality rest um, and can increase your cognitive function so you're better at problem solving, any sort of cognitively or hard, tricky, complex problem solving, um, you can actually uh, do a lot better. And also your focus is better because part of the mindfulness practice is become aware of internal maybe distractions that come up and thoughts that will pull you away and pull your focus away from something. So by being able to be aware of those and start a practice of being able to quieten those a little bit, you can have a little bit better focus. Um, weight loss is one of them as well. So um, this could obviously help with sort of this mindfulness of, of what's going on with people when they're eating food. Why do they eat food and become aware of what's sort of driving behavior. Um, re reducing workplace stress. Um, Certainly those that participate in mindfulness programs better able to cope with, with work, reduce burnout and be more productive as well, which is fantastic side effects. So this is sort of uh, why I wanted to explore it because I think, well, if it's so damn good, I want to make sure that you know all the people in my Genius Network um, have this tool available to them and know a little bit more about it and can start incorporating some of the practices um, into their day. Um, so I know that one of the things I wanted to cover and sort of clarify a little bit, and again, I am not a mindfulness expert, I have literally just sort of read about it and looked into it a little bit more, um, is sort of the difference between mindfulness uh, and versus meditation. And there's a lot of confusion over the difference between these two. Um, much of the time, the, the sort of phrases are used interchangeably. Um, but I thought it was interesting to to look into this because it is something that even in, in my mind, I was like, well, well, there's mindfulness. Okay, yeah, that, that's a practice. And, and that's a sort of, you you become more mindful and you, you become more aware and that's great. But then I thought, well, that's what meditation's about as well. Surely that's what that's for. Um, but in order for you to um, sort of, uh, develop any practices it's good that you kind of understand the distinction between the two so there's mindfulness meditation experts Deb and Ed Shapiro um, uh, in their book uh, The Unexpected Power of Mindfulness and Meditation they explain the differences as mindfulness is the awareness of something uh, while meditation is the awareness of nothing so this is sort of where mindfulness is sort of the, the, the quality so what, what's going on this can give the data and the input and the information of what's what's the something that's going on and then meditation is a practice where you can sort of create an awareness and start maybe that practice of quieting those quieting those those things that come up so um quite interesting another distinction uh, or definition sorry that i i had as well here was from John Kabat-Zinn, one of the most popular Western writers on the topic. He defines mindfulness as the awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. So you're just non-judgmentally observing, objectively observing what's coming up in the moment. 
Um, whereas sort of other side of things, when I was trying to look for a definition of, sort of meditation that would sort of counter, you know, would show the differences, um, researchers sort of have defined meditation as meditation is a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm, stable state. So, this is sort of, uh, as I see it, is sort of the data collection comes from the mindfulness. You kind of start seeing what's coming up for you. What is the things, the emotions, sensations, feelings, um, thoughts that come up. Uh, and then uh, your meditation practice is sort of diving into those and looking at sort of training your attention and your awareness to help you quieten those things when you need to. Um, and so that practice over time um, can be actually a really great practice to help you quieten those things that you have become increased your awareness of. You've been able to take, now you know what they are, you can sort of look at them, you can sort of do some sort of meditation practice to actually work to quieten those. And so this was sort of the distinction that I sort of could see from reading from the information. Again, I'll say I'm not a mindfulness meditation expert, but this is just what I wanted to make a clear distinction of um, because of the, the differences between the, the two so that people get quite clear on, on what it is. Um, so they do work together, you know, so um, like I said, you've got your, your mindfulness is bringing the awareness of the things that are coming up and then your meditation is a practice where you're sort of diving in there and trying to look at, okay, how can I, um, you know, with this awareness now, how can I take proactive action to, to look at how I can actually quieten those thoughts or deal with those thoughts or emotions or, or sensations that come up for me? Um, so some quick mindfulness practices. So again, I was just sort of looking through, seeing what kind of things. There are hundreds upon thousands of different mindfulness practices. Um, anything that brings you into the present moment, that brings you into the here and now and really centers you and you stop thinking about the future and you stop thinking about the past and you just very much sit in the moment and become aware of sights, sounds, smells, sensations, thoughts, emotions in that moment. It is a mindfulness practice. So um, when I was talking with Kay Young on my last podcast, and I'll put the link in the show notes for that one, um, do, you know, do listen to that because she was wanting to really dispel this myth that, you know, mindfulness was sitting in the lotus position, humming, um, and, and that was mindfulness. You can do mindfulness voluntarily at any point during the day. Um, so for me, sometimes it's actually going out for a walk in the woods. Um, a lot of my mindfulness practice is my journaling because what I do is I journal my thoughts, I journal my emotions, I journal what's coming up for me. And in that way, I start to create an awareness around what's going on in my head. And that helps me be more mindful of things. So when something triggers me, I usually want to go and like write in my journal, sit quietly and just write in my journal and work through it in that written manner because I find that quite therapeutic for me, but that might not work for other people. It might be that you need to walk. It might be that you need to have some sort of guided mindfulness practice that you do. So here are just a few quick sort of like practices that are really easy ones that you can kind of just in the moment, say you've had a stressful thing happen at work or a stressful thing happen um, maybe at home and you want to just have these quick wins because again, I know with you guys making any changes is quite difficult. Introducing a new practice into your routine is a very, very difficult so let's have a think about um, approaching this in a strategic manner um, so I want to just give you some very quick little ones again that you can just sort of do for like five minutes or ten minutes in amongst your day some of them are kind of um, sort of would be quite private like nobody would know you were doing them but they can be hugely beneficial in just those moments of, of stress when you need them um, that can just help you create a little bit more mindfulness or you can start feeling a little bit of a, a sort of bit of anxiety or something coming up for you 
you can do these practices um, really, really quickly. And quite a lot of them are quite um, private. So you, people wouldn't know you were doing them. So I thought they were quite good. The first one I, I really like is like a body scan. So this is where you stop, take a minute, become curious of your body, the sensations and areas of tension. Um, so focus your attention on different areas of your body in sequence. So you can have this guided again. Um, YouTube has multiple different ones that you can use. Um, but one of these is, um, you know, sort of start with the soles of your feet and just work your way up your body. So you can either go up each leg individually or you can go up your legs um, together. So you can start with your feet. Think about your ankles, think about your calves, think about your knees, think about your thighs, hips, belly, lower back, pelvis, chest, shoulders, arms, um, and then back up to your face, your head, your, you know, your neck, and then up to the top. And you can just do this just by creating your, like, focusing your attention on those different parts of your body in sequence slowly. I've obviously rattled through them, um, but do do them slowly, sequentially, and very deliberately. Um, and this could just be a really great one to just check in on, you know, oh, you know, I'm sitting sitting in a funny way, or, you know, I've, I've got tightness here. Okay, relax that tightness as you go. And it can just be a really great sort of practice to just do overall um, over your body, you know, maybe once a day or whatever, when you're feeling sort of tension come up for you. Um, another cool one, which I, I've just started doing, and it, it's, it's interesting, is widening your frame of vision, <laughs> which sounds like the most obvious thing to do, but makes all the sense to me, because um, when we were talking in our organization guide, I don't know if you remember, guys, but we talked about this executive function and this default mode. And when we're in executive function, we're focused, we're really focused. And our vision, our visual field is so focused on a small thing. It might be a screen. It might be something we're writing. It might be some document we're reading. It might be some image we're looking at. But our focus is incredibly narrow on a very small visual field. Um, and that's how we sort of create a promoted period of focus. So if you ever want to focus on something, just stare at it for a while. That can, there can be a little bit of that sort of kick in and help you focus. Likewise, when we come out of that focus state, um, we need to have some downtime. So imagine those, that, that really focused state is like your brain is sprinting. Um, you can't sprint forever. Um, so you need to stop and take a breather. And so your uh, brain breather time is what's called default mode or commonly known as mind wandering so this is where we chill a little bit you relax your vision you just just don't like don't put any more inputs into your head just have a bit of time for your mind to wander and rest and this is a really restorative period of time for those of you that you know about organization and focus um these these periods of time will really supercharge your focus after you've had a period of mind wandering or what i call default mode so in order to promote this uh, as a mindfulness practice, you can quickly widen your gaze, um, sweep your eyes from side to side, start looking around your environment, look at the wall, look at the pictures, look at the curtains, look at the things around in your environment um, and start to become really aware and present of the sights and the sounds and things like that. But also a really, it's kind of a weird one, like try it guys and then like tell me what you think. But like, look at your arms and your hands and your body in the environment. Like, how many times do you actually realize you're sitting in your physical environment? A lot of the time, our view is casting out, and we don't see, like, we don't look at our own body within the space. So when you widen your view and you start to look around and you look at your own body in in your physical environment, you instantly become very present that you're sitting in your environment or you're standing in your environment, and it's a it's a kind of a weird one I don't know if anyone else feels this but for me I'm kind of like oh this is cool like 
I all of a sudden have an incredible sense of presence. Um, and so that could just be a really quick one to do when you're working. So if you're working, you're focusing on a period of work and then you need to take a bit of a break or a bit of a breather. Um, you maybe get up, go, you know, go for a walk get coffee or something and then come back um, and it can be a really great practice to do as you're maybe walking um, getting up from your desk or just when you come out of that focus period of time before you get up off the chair is to just sort of do a quick sort of let your visual field widen look around the room look at your hands look at yourself in the space look at you know all around you and just try and create that sense of presence um, can be a really really great quick one to do as a as a a quick sort of adjuster um so yeah see how you like to use it a really great rule is like the 50 10 rule so 50 minutes of work with a 10 minute rest um and use the 10 minute rest for for these kind of mindfulness practices can be a really great one to just bring that bring that anxiety back down or maybe that focused sort of mindset that you've been in and just bring you back um and sort of slow things down a little bit um, another cool one is like the five senses so this is really simple again the aim is just to bring you into the present moment the now through shifting your awareness of sensations um, to sensations that are happening now. So all you really need to do is notice five things that you can see, four things that you can feel, three things that you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. And that's it. And in that moment, you become incredibly present. Again, you increase the awareness of your environment. You increase your awareness of your sensations. You tap into all of the five senses, what you can see, feel, hear, smell, taste. Um, and it's a really great one for just bringing you right back. So again, that can become another practice in that 50-10 rule. So 50 minutes of work, 10 minutes break. And you can do these sort of um, practices as part of your sort of mindfulness during the day. And again, just bringing you right back to the present moment. Um, kind of quieten those worries about the past or the future and uh, just really sort of let you relax and chill a little bit um the other one is like deep breathing so there's been a lot of breathing practices there are loads and loads and loads again not an exhaustive list guys um i don't have all the time in the world to write all of them down or talk to you about all of them um but deep breathing um, is shown to have sort of physiological triggering effects of um, promoting sort of a more relaxed state. So think about when you get anxious, okay? You do shallow breathing, um, you, um, you know, feel very tight, tense, your body frame feels very tight and tense, um, and you don't really take long, deep breaths, um, you know, because you're in this heightened state. Now, a lot of us, when we're hunched over desks as well, we're not actually sitting up properly so that our diaphragm and our, our ribcage can properly expand. Um, and so that's meaning that we're not getting quite as much air into our lungs and we're doing kind of shallow breathing. Um, I've recently been doing a bit of a Wim Hof workshop um, with, a, with a, a practitioner of the Wim Hof method. And it's been incredible to notice the difference in my breathing, even in the last two weeks, just from it sounds stupid, but being shown how to breathe properly, <laughs> we think we all know what we're doing. But yeah, you know, really the, the best kind of breathing is your sort of your belly breathing. So you're breathing down into your stomach and pushing your diaphragm, um, contracting your diaphragm down um, and that's drawing air down. So really all those people who do those <gasps> big breaths and like they, their chest go out and up. Um, really should be breathing sort of down into your belly and it was amazing for me to like even just learn that I've noticed such a difference in just my sort of general sort of state um, and my breathing and sort of generally just how I feel um, is has been really positive and, and I can kind of really attribute it to, to that kind of um, being shown how to breathe properly um, has been amazing so um, there's a couple of different practices again I'm not a 
practitioner so like go and do your research read up on these things but a couple of cool little things that you can kind of do even again these are all sort of things that you can kind of do at work that nobody will really notice you're doing but will create a sense of mindfulness and can really help you um, maybe when you've got those sort of stressful moments come up at work or something's happening so box breathing is one of them where you sort of breathe in for three seconds hold for three seconds breathe out for three seconds and hold for three seconds um, this has been used commonly a lot a lot of different places so you'll be able to find more information on this um, but that's that's the kind of practice that can be great for just if you feel your sort of anxiety or your breathing's going a bit funny um you can do these breathing exercises and just sort of help you calm yourself right back down um and again i took you know the the belly breathing i think is a really good one so like look into that look about you know using diaphragmatic breathing so um breathing down into your stomach down into your belly rather than out with your chest um, and just see if you notice the difference. Um, it can really make a difference to your posture, the way you sit at your desk as well. So we, we do sit, sit sort of hunched over and it's actually going to not breathe particularly well. So it's something to think about, um, that a change that you can kind of make there as well. Um, now meditation, there's so many of these. So again, I certainly don't want to like tell you how to meditate. Um, there's so many different types of meditation um, that you can do. But again, the thing I probably want to encourage you to do is once you develop a little bit more mindfulness and become aware of the sort of thoughts, feelings and sensations that are coming through f for you during the day, you can then use that information and then choose and pick meditation, maybe guided meditation that you want or a particular different type of meditation. There's lots of them out there. There's plenty of different ones um, to have a think about. So, you know, pick your meditation practice that's then going to help address some of those things. So, you know, if you have um, sort of you do get stressed quite quickly and easily, find something that's like a five minute meditation that just helps calm that. You know, if you find that that's something that you've become aware of that kind of happens, then you can find a meditation practice um, that's going to help with that. Um, so again, I've sort of made the distinction between the two. So it's over to you guys to sort of use a meditation practice and find one that works for you. Again, there's no one size fits all. It comes in many different shapes and sizes. So, you know, go out there and explore. There's, there's all sorts of different ones available to you. But again, through creating the awareness, you've kind of got some signposts as to maybe some meditation practices and, and maybe some guided meditations that might help you, um, sort of get on top of those sort of things as well. Um, and again, um, kind of interesting to look at sort of a mindful outlook as well. So generally, you know, you've got um, sort of the the different writers and things that have talked about this. Again, I've talked about Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. Um, there's a lot of other people in the space that are talking about this sort of mindful outlook and this sort of general um, calmer, more relaxed, less pressure, less stress, less pushing, less striving sort of way of life. Um, and for somebody who is um, a recovering workaholic, um, uh, that's um, kind of difficult for me. So it's been really interesting for me in this research to have a look and just sort of what I've been reading to look at this sort of mindful outlook as well. So understanding sort of what's going on and why, you know, um, just sort of changing your outlook a little bit on life as well. Um, so a lot of us will probably have perfectionist tendencies. Um, a lot of your type A type people, this will probably sound very familiar. Um, you know, with perfectionism, you're, you're fighting a losing battle here. Like we're never going to make, we're never going to have anything that's perfect. I think it's incredible to have really, really high standards, but I think where you set the bar too high with your perfectionist sort of hat on, um, that stress and overwhelm um, and anxiety is going to kick in pretty damn quickly. Um, and 
when we really step back and again this is sort of the, the sort of mindfulness view is sort of stepping back from what's going on there and having a look at it is that these unreasonable expectations that we hold for ourselves um sort of aren't setting ourselves up for success and then the outcome of that is stress overwhelm procrastination um you know hu- feeling huge amounts of pressure on ourselves and so one of uh, a sort of a, an interesting shift and a more mindful shift is thinking about effort over outcome so thinking about what effort are you putting into something so effort and enjoyment um for me i've has been a bit of a shift for me so thinking about what is the effort and the enjoyment that i'm having from it rather than focusing on the outcome necessarily and a lot of us who are working in knowledge-based work so like knowledge workers and and the sort of customer service style things we might not necessarily ever get an outcome you know we're just we're just carrying on doing what we're doing putting a lot of effort into it but we don't necessarily have the outcome you know whereas a carpenter gets raw wood and makes a cabinet out of it and that's the outcome they get to step back and look at their work and see it but a lot of us in the work in the jobs market now and the way that we're working we we don't get that clear start finish and end we might have a project start finish and end but we don't necessarily see see it you know have it in front of us until the project's ended and so where a lot of us can sort of be striving for this 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 outcome um and wanting to to make sure it's perfect um we're actually not enjoying the the process of the effort and the the enjoyment that we could get through the process of it um so sometimes just having a bit of a shift towards effort over outcome um or effort and enjoyment over outcome um can be a real shifter for me um especially with longer term projects where the the finish or the outcome is is quite away (laughs) from where we are just now um that can be a really interesting mindset shift of just mindfulness towards that um patience is another one which is really really interesting so again when you guys think of like zen people you think of this they've got this incredible patience and oh it'll happen and yeah no problem no rush no like wanting it now um and that's been something a practice i've sort of um been working on quite a lot recently as well is sort of being more patient so um and just just allowing into the process and not having to have it here and now like quickly um and that that's really interesting in today's world where i think we have this sort of you know we can go onto amazon and order something and it can arrive the next day or we can you know we want a new car we don't have to save up for it and go and get it we can get it on finance or you know people are going after the things and getting them now um and i think sometimes maybe just having a little bit more of a patient outlook on things and just letting things happen in all good time and understanding it just takes time this is one of my like mantras i have because i need constantly reminded that um, i can't make everything happen now um so uh, having a more sort of patient relaxed outlook on on some of those things um you know especially with those of us that have like big goals and stuff that we want to achieve sometimes there's there's multiple rungs on the ladder to get you there um we can't just get there straight away but you know making all the right moves stepping back being a bit more patient being a bit more observant analytical looking at things and then take, deciding when to take the step forward rather than sometimes necessarily going for the first immediate thing um is a really really cool sort of mindfulness um practice as well to sort of be a bit more mindful of knowing know yourself know if you've got that sort of i want it now if, if you know you have that then you can create mindfulness around it and and your counter to that is is having a bit more of a patience practice um and i, I love this because i was reading about it and i was hearing about some of the practices that people had that were helping develop their patience and i was like i don't even know you could do that um so they were like take the long route home 
So like, don't take the most direct route, like take a longer route or do a really large jigsaw puzzle or anything that you kind of have to develop your patient's muscle for. Um, do that as a practice and that can sort of help develop your patients. Um, so yeah, that, that's a really interesting one I, I thought was a kind of interesting insight to have a think about. Um, acceptance is another one and we covered this in the resilience guide that I did for the, the genius network as well um, we talked about this this acceptance of what is and again you know I can't tell you talked about this isness you know it is what it is you are where you are right now in the present moment you're just right where you are and anything that has happened is what it is <laughs> um, it sounds very uh, sort of simple but it's not necessarily easy to do but in, in that acceptance, thinking about what you can change and influence and what you can't. So I know a lot of us in lockdown have had, you know, a huge amount of things forced upon us. We can't, we're not in control of a lot of things. And to to keep that sort of calm, um, sort of awareness of things is to understand an acceptance of those circumstances and control what you can control and anything out with that, you can't control it. So, and, and it's a really sort of mindful practice of just, you know, bringing your focus back to the things that you can change um, and obviously seeing the things that you can't, but not getting stressed out about them because you can't change them. Um, and this is this sort of acceptance piece, which I think is really, really, really interesting. And um, it's, it's, yeah, I just think it's a really good practice to have, um, you know, at work and at home and all of these different things. If you just sort of think and have an outlook of acceptance of what is, and what you can and can't change and do your absolute utmost on the things that you can um, can make a bit of a difference to, um, you know, to your sort of outlook and maybe to some of the stresses that have been stressing you before. But now you realise that there are things out with your control that you can't uh, you can't control. Um, I was reading a quote and I need to find out who who wrote it, but um, it's really, you know, really what matters most is sort of how well you walk on fire <laughs> is what was, what was a quote. And I thought, do you know what, that's actually pretty good. Because um, sometimes, you know, you can't control the things that happen around you, but it's it's how well you, you walk on the fire, basically, um, and deal with the discomfort of some things that you can't change. So um, just an interesting thing on sort of that sort of outlook and, and that sort of thing as well. So... I want to pull just quickly to summarize and sort of pull some things together. So for thinking about for you guys at work, um, thinking about, you know, making sure you take regular breaks, make sure that you get a chance to switch off from thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, because what's happening there is you're thinking about the future or you're thinking about maybe worrying about a meeting and you're thinking about the past. Make sure you have those breaks and make sure you really try and bring yourself back to the present moment using sort of some mindfulness techniques. Go and do your research, have a look at some of them, have them on your phone ready to go. You can quickly plug in, put your headphones in or some breathing exercises that you can maybe do or some mindfulness sort of things that you can do. Um, definitely take those sort of mindful moments um, and make sure you, you have that time to yourself. Um, think about your breathing. So do think about that slouching at your desk that you're, you know, sort of like over hunched over you're not able to breathe properly and that that can be a really big thing so do think about that um, and also that sort of body scanning so you're thinking about you know where are you holding tension you tighten your shoulders you tighten your arms like in your back what's going on um, and and again just think about that you know worry about what you can you know the things that are reasonable to worry about so you know ask, ask what can you do just now you know what can you control um really bringing your mind back to the present that's a mindfulness exercise in itself so say something's blown up at work something's going a bit crazy and what you need to do is just sort of 
bring that adrenaline down, think about calming yourself a little bit and then think about what can I do now? What can I actually do now to make this situation any better? What can I do now to make this make this uh, sort of problem a little bit less? Um, and sometimes that is just getting a bit of a break, you know, just going out for a walk for five, 10 minutes. It's amazing the thoughts that will come to you, the ideas that will come to you when you do that mind wandering. So do make sure you have that sort of practice um, in place um, for those sort of moments. The other thing I really quite like to do is pre-plan for things that are stressful. So if you create a bit more mindfulness during your working day, think about those big stresses. Think about what it is that really stresses you out. And then think about what are you going to do to counter it? So what I mean by that is um, if you know emails are a really stressful thing for you, think about, okay, well, I'll do emails for half an hour and then I'll have um, a five minute break where I'll just do some sort of mindfulness or breathing exercises or a body scan um, to just help me relax or do a little meditation, maybe using an app. You know, you've got apps such as, uh, you know, Calm, Insight Timer um, and Headspace. You know, you've got these kind of apps, you can just put them on for five minutes and you can just help uh, with the help of a meditation, sort of calm yourself back down again. Um, but have like your, I almost call it like a menu. <laughs> so know what your biggest stresses are and then have like against each one, have like what you're going to do to try and counter it. it can be a really great idea. Um, so the, these can be kind of useful things um, for you at work. Thinking about at home, um, really honestly, one of the biggest things is to get enough rest and get enough sleep. Um, so a lot of the time people are like, oh, well, I don't know when I would meditate. Well, you can meditate anytime you want, really. It's up to you. And again, just, just, you can do whatever you want with this. This is this is totally yours. You'll find a practice that works for you. It doesn't work for someone else. This is totally down to you to go and explore and experiment and be curious and try things out. Um, but a really great practice to get you really rested and sort of help you quieten the mind because a lot of people say that they can't get to sleep because they've got so many thoughts going around in their head. So with that in mind, think about what I've just talked about for the last sort of 25 minutes. Um, and we've talked about all of these sort of practices and ways to become aware of your thoughts and ways to sort of quieten your thoughts. Um, so you have these pointers now, so you can definitely take action on them. So when all those thoughts are flying around your head and you're really struggling to get sleep, um, it might be a really great idea to just put, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of meditation just before you go to sleep. Um, just quieten those thoughts, kind of quieten your mind, relax your body, um, can be really, really good great practice and again it, it's up with you guys experiment with it <laughs> you know try out these different things try out the different apps that you can find um and and have a play about with it and see what practice really really works for you some people like to meditate for long periods of time other people don't uh, they like to do it shorter other people like it guided other people like it with just music on in the background other people like lying down sitting so many different ways guys just go and explore um, you know, and see how you can incorporate this into your, into your sort of day a little bit more. Um, you can, a lot of you that are sort of um, doing the, are in the Genius Network, we talk about this sort of uh, importance of me time or, you know, personal space. Um, use meditation as, as an opportunity to do that. Get some quiet time just yourself. Um, a lot of us, you know, we've got busy lives, busy heads whirring all day long. When do you ever stop and just have a quiet moment of silence to yourself? Um, and just let your thoughts sort of get a chance to catch up um, and start sort of cataloging, going through those thoughts and having a bit of meditation time or me time can be a really great way to do that. Um, again, sort of mindfulness practices and incorporating these into your day. So even at home, you know, think about, you know, 
just being conscious when you're even when you're eating food you know you can create that as a mindfulness practice um there's a mindfulness practice i came across called eat the like eating the raisin and it's about like just mindfully eating a raisin to really bring your consciousness and awareness to to the present moment but you can do this with you know maybe when you have your breakfast you know a lot of us are like stuffing food while we're looking at our phones we're juggling lots of different things you know how many times you just sit and just enjoy your meal like enjoy the taste of it feel of it in your mouth like the sensations of it um it's kind of an interesting practice so again (laughs) see try try things out see what works for you um i'm a massive fan of journaling um many of you know that's listened to the podcast for a while um i love journaling it just for me is my mindfulness my meditation uh, practice all in one um i work through what's coming up for me i work through my thoughts i work through um emotions sensations things that are coming up um experiences that i've had and sort of my assessment of what's gone on and my thoughts around like a particular problem or when i'm really churning on something i'd love to just go and like sit out somewhere in nature and just write um and that really helps me sort of process through um and it's certainly become a practice that um as I was like researching and finding out more about this, I've not consciously had a mindfulness practice, like some of the ones that I've talked to you about. But for me, journaling has been has been just that. Um, and the more I do it, the more calm I feel and the more sort of aware of things I feel. Um, and I feel like I've also got it written down so I can always refer back to it as a reference. So if there's a future uh, time in the future where it's very similar to maybe how I was feeling a month ago, I can go back and look at that and understand and unpick like, okay, what was going on for me there? What was happening? Um, and that's been a really great thing for me to be able to do that and reflect on it and, and see the progression as well of, of sort of um, my thought processes and, and how I'm able to be more mindful like in the moment now as well. So um, for me, it's been massive because uh, like I say, I was a massive workaholic. So um, always thinking about work, unable to switch off. Um, and it's been a practice now that I can yeah, sit somewhere quietly. <laughs> uh and and enjoy it you know and i can sit with friends and family and i can enjoy just being with them and not thinking about work or this or that or the other um so it's it's a massive one but it's a practice you have to do it regularly you have to um be committed to it uh and keep it going um and uh like i say be objective um and be observant with non-judgment so that you 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 just see it coming up you don't judge it when it comes up you just see what's going on and that's that's the best advice I can kind of give for that as as my own personal experience again with all of this guys go and research go and find out um but these are just to give you some tips of the sort of what it is what the benefits are of it um and some of the practice that you, you can start maybe trying out with uh, and begin your sort of mindfulness journey so I've rattled on enough, so I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up there. Um, I hope that's been really useful for you guys. Again, I love any questions, comments, drop me some emails, um, get in contact with me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I love to hear sort of queries and questions. And again, if any of you is sort of th- this this was a lot of information um our genius guide is going to be launched next week in the genius network so please do jump on there and find out a little bit more the links in the show notes um find out a little bit more about how you can join the genius network um we release guides like this uh with with this kind of content regularly um about twice a week twice a month sorry twice a week twice a month um and it's basically where we share um sort of great insights tips um and all the sort of toolkit that you need um to sort of help you manage work-life balance and manage your productivity and really kind of supercharge it to be honest so um if you are interested in that it's really really um affordable i know a lot of business coaching personal coaching costs quite a lot um this is just 
you know a pound a day um, for you to join and you get access to all of these resources we've got some great guides we've got ones covering mindfulness we've got ones covering stress um, we've got personal boundaries we've got work-life boundaries we've got procrastination we've got organization how to be more structured we've got a whole one on sleep which you've probably heard i'm a massive fan of um, so we've got a whole breakdown there and it's really easy we've broken it down into seven easy manage easy, easy to digest lessons um, and you just pick one a week and it's 20 minutes half an hour a day um, for you to just dive in learn a little bit more and there's some interesting journaling and reflection exercises in there to create that awareness create that mindfulness um, through the practice as well so as you learn those tools you start to think about how it affects you and how you would like to actually implement it yourself and we'll also teach you the full raft of the, t- the toolkits within the house skill set to help you actually figure out how to implement it and integrate it um, into your sort of life and your practices as well so if you all of this has been really really interesting but you're feeling like Nick that's a lot of information I don't know where to start um, a genius guide could be the thing for you because uh, like I say it's just half an hour a day and there's generally exercises at the bottom to help you unpick which one you want to start trying and uh, give you the accountability within the community and the network um, to, to start practicing that uh, once you once you decide you want to go ahead so um, do check it out more information in the show notes and uh, hope you guys all have a fantastic week and have a great weekend